three, two, one. Yes! Back on the podcast, son. What a what a wonderful world we live in. What a difference a weekend makes. So I took the we took the weekend off. Uh, well, we didn't take the weekend off. I mean, there's no weekends off. But I just didn't put out a podcast over the weekend. And um, yeah, man, a lot of lot of lot of things happen. As I'm recording, you'll probably hear the vehicles going up and down my street outside my window. But um, they're just lovely uh, Nat Sound um, acoustics in in this. Uh, on this podcast, so yeah, man. Over the weekend, like I said, a lot of things happened. My favorite thing that happened over the weekend: Carmelo Anthony signed, traded. Either way, he'll be playing for the Oklahoma City Thunder next year. I'm so I'm so elated, man. Especially after today, after. Um, after the media day, is it like some type of NBA media day? They've never done this before, which is which is I don't know. That's weird to me. If it, I don't know if it's weird to anybody else, but anyway, they got everybody. I mean, it's interviews from Kyrie. It's interviews from. Uh, I you know what I didn't I didn't see any go to state interviews, but I'm pretty sure that everybody got interviewed. They introduced like the new. Uh, NBA Nike jerseys. First of all, how ugly are those shits? They have uh, General. Uh, what is the the name of the the company that that's on? They have like a fucking branding patch on the the Celtics jerseys now. It's so weird seeing them advertise. Um, especially like these companies, like why would you have general? I think it's General Electric, GE, whatever that. It's like a cursive, ugly as fuck. By the way, um, let me look it up. I want to see General Electric. Yeah, um, Celtics. Is that? What? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Yup, you know, multi year partnership between them. I don't know. I'm probably. I'm. A, I'll, I can get in to what the sponsorship deal. The multi-year partnership between the Celtics and GE actually means. Apparently, it's a seven million dollar deal for uh, the with the Celtics, and I don't know who's. I guess the Celtics are getting paid to advertise the, but it makes the the jerseys look fucking ugly now. I remember, um, and actually, I think WNBA players they still play with like logos and advertisements and. Shit all over their jerseys, and that's so weird to me. Watching them play, you know, it shouldn't look so weird to me because I watch a lot of MMA, and early on they used to have like crazy sponsors all over their their pants and uh, trunks and everything. So I shouldn't be so surprised, but for the NBA, it's just weird. I'm just waiting for the NFL to start doing sponsorship deals. Um, but that just means that the you know we'll get into that later. What I really wanted to talk about was this mellow move. Okay, so this mellow move. I'm at work talking to to John. Y'all know Johnny. Johnny's on, Johnny's been on the podcast at Fly Daily. Um, talking to Johnny about it, and he I don't know. Everybody is probably inconsistent about um 
Golden State still being a favorite in the league, even though this move has been made. Um, Cavaliers have made moves. Um, the Spurs made a, a sneaky move um, signing Rudy Gay and letting go of uh, your boy, um, God, I can't even think of his name right now, Jonathan Simmons uh, to the Magic. Um that the signing Rudy Gay is that's a, that's a that's a quiet that's a sneaky move, um, and I'll talk about that later. But this mellow move, because in conjunction with Paul George and Russell Westbrook, they able to do some things with their lineup that not a lot of other teams are able to do. Um, when you just consider when you just keying in on Houston. And Golden State. Because I feel like, and in my opinion, you know, Johnny doesn't agree with me. I don't have Johnny on this podcast. We could talk about this move before the season even even starts. Um, But the the mellow move allows you to play with the lineup and play small ball with with the Warriors. And in my opinion, um, I think they could play decent enough defense um, because... Let's be honest. As good as uh, Draymond is on defense, on the offensive end, I'm not as worried about him. Besides shooting spot up threes, that he can, you know, he can get all day because of who he's playing with. I think that they mellow at the four is a different matchup than um, LeBron at the four for Draymond to guard in. A seven game series, you know what I'm saying? Um, because that's honestly that's where they make their money against a team like the Cavs. Because LeBron's, let's be honest, LeBron's style of play at the four is 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 predictable. Because you know what he wants to do with Melo. Like it's so many different options for him. Because he, you know, he he you got it forces you to guard him at a different level of the offense than you would have to guard a LeBron. Even though LeBron's Way more explosive, you know what I'm saying? And we're not gonna get into particulars, but this move it makes me it makes me so happy. Most of all, like I said, after today, because those media day interviews came out and I'm listening to to Mello and Paul George talk. I didn't listen to Russell Westbrook talk. I haven't listened to that interview yet, but I will eventually. There's Listening to Melo and Paul George talk about winning championships and their philosophy, not philosophy coming into this, but they, they, their whole mindset coming into this season is that of, it's exactly what you want to hear. They talking that talk to me. I listen to them say what they, uh, what they think about coming and playing with Russell Westbrook, who, you know, quiet as kept, might be the best player, period, in the NBA. You know, I, I don't. You know, regard regardless of the of position, they're gonna be playing with the best player in the league, arguably. You know, over LeBron, over Steph Curry, over uh, all of these, over KD, even. You know, even when they were playing together, I felt like it was a healthy argument you could make that Russell might have been a better player, even though he wasn't as great of a scorer, um, especially as as good as a, of a shooter, you know, Russell's not a shooter, but on defense, especially at his position, 
he can guard anyone at his position in the league. I mean, and you want to talk about trying to guard him, how much of a headache it is, especially for somebody like Steph Curry. I mean, he will have you, he won't have you on skates, but he'll have you four or five steps back where it's like, was he even guarding him at all? Like, the fuck? Did you, he just blew right past you. And it's it's just because he's that explosive. The only person, the only player at the point guard position that was as explosive as him was the 09-2011 Derrick Rose. And, I mean, you... He's no longer here. He's not. He's no longer with us. But uh, they they're joining a, a team with Russell Russell Westbrook, who let's not kid anybody. They wasn't they wasn't hurting anybody last year. That team was terrible without KD the first year. But they they see that Russell he's coming with something different to the table since KD left. And with them two in the picture, those two Melo and Paul George, now you bring in. A healthy 80 points sometimes in the playoffs to the table with somebody that's already playing elite status. I mean, he's Russell Westbrook is 1% of 1%ers in the league. And you're watching him on a run. This is the, you know, the first few years of his run. He's about to go on a run these next few years. This is his team, pretty much. And um, what I want to see is for sure they're going to have success this year. I think the ceiling of potential, the sky's the limit for this for this team right now because they can, you can surprise a lot of teams with what you can do with this this lineup. I mean, this lineup is is weird. You could run Melo at the four, you could run Melo at the three, and put Paul at the four, or you could put Paul at the two, run Melo at the three. It's it's so many different things, and it would convolute this so much because we don't know what's gonna happen with this guy. They talking about D Wade. And I think that's so interesting because it's like if D Wade is in the picture now, you got a totally different look now. You have a this is it just blows my mind. Like what could be happening in the next few weeks? Uh, I mean, you have D Wade coming out the woodwork and going to a team and playing with Melo, helping Melo get a ring, um, helping Melo and Paul George and Russell Westbrook get a get a ring. Because at this point, well, he's just playing. He's it's, it's a little bit of fun for D-Wade, but it's also a little bit of a... How do I, I want to say it? I mean, these are gifts. I mean, he's giving back right now. It would be... It would be rewarding. Don't don't get it twisted. It would be rewarding for Melo... I mean, for uh, D-Wade to win a, a championship at this at this stage in his career. And honestly, if I'm him, I'm thinking about going, helping Melo win a, a ring and then riding off into the sunset because I'm not sure how much he has left as far as, you know, longevity is concerned. Um, but that's what's so intriguing about this. And let's say that they do. Let's say that they do the unthinkable. Win a championship in their first year. Or let's say, let's say even that they, they make it to the West Conference Finals. And they play either Golden State or San Antonio or Houston. I mean, God knows who they could play because I, I don't know. Um, let's say that they make it to the West Conference Finals and it's, and they lose and they lose 4-3. Let's say they lose in a game seven. 
This team has to stay together. Like, if you Paul George, because theoretically, he's the one that's going to ride off after this year. Melo would probably stick around with Russ, especially if they have a as successful of season um, as as going to Game 7 in the West Conference Finals in their first year. Um, which arguably, me and Johnny talked about this at work, arguably could be considered in a lot of like um, hardcore fans of the league, could be considered the real finals. Um, like as far as, you know, competition wise, it's no secret that the West is way deeper than the East. So it's like, that's, that's the pinnacle, honestly, in my opinion. So you make it to game seven, that team, you have to stay together. Paul George, for, for chemistry's sake, um, the star power, unless you got the chance to, to get the stars to align to go and play with LeBron and uh, Lonzo and a few, you would have to maybe throw two more stars in it, uh, two B-level stars, two more B-level stars into that mix in order to get me to move if I'm Paul George. Like, if I'm Paul George thinking about this logistically, I'm like, yo, if this if this is if this is a success, I'm staying, cause KD is out there uh, winning championships with Golden State, acting like shit is sweet. I mean, it's so it was so easy for him. It was effortless, you know. That's and it took a pay cut to do it, you know. Now that not that it took him to to even think about that to to go out west. I mean, he wanted a championship and he did it. You know, which is, which is cool in its own right, but I'm not sure that he's all that blown away about winning it because it's like, I think it's a little hollow for him winning the championship that way, as opposed to winning it with two of his best friends in the league, like Harden and and Russell Westbrook. I would assume that they still friends. I think they are. I mean, him coming out and saying it. Or stating the real reason why he's uh he left OKC to go was because of the personnel and uh and the coaching. So I assume that they're still friends. Imagine like imagine if he'd won it with those three or with those two. Wait, honestly, with those three because it was him, Ibaka, Harden, and Russ. Like. Winning it with those guys would have done so much for him. I mean, that moment is, you can't pay for it. And it's almost like he paid for it. Because, I mean, you gave up money. So that money went towards winning a championship with Clay Stephan. Draymond? Question mark? Like, not that they bad guys or anything, but you came after they won a championship. You came after, you were afterthought. You... You watched him win championships, and then you came to the team. So you know you essentially you an outsider. That's not your team, even though you're the best player on that team. That the culture was already set in stone. Like they was brothers long before you came along, before Steve Kerr even got there. You know, Mark Jackson was the one that started that team, and it, I know he's got to be just as frustrated as Russell Westbrook watching. Kevin Durant won a championship with that team. And he's got to commentate. <laughs> he got to fucking... He got to commentate the games. 
So, you know, it, I know that KD cannot be as fulfilled winning a championship with those three guys or that team in general um, as opposed to winning it with, with your homegrown, the team you got drafted with. That's the satisfaction that Clay, Stephen, and Draymond had before he even came along was winning it with those three guys that you came into the league with. You know, came into the league with. It's it's something about that feeling, man. He he went in, he chased the highest high that you can have in the NBA is winning a ring. And he he went and chased it with somebody else. And I, I think that's what fans were so mad about initially when he when he took the deal to go out west and play with them. But, you know, what's done is done. I'm not here, you know, to poo-poo it. I'm just letting you know the real the reality of it, you know. And also at the media day, LeBron got to speak. And this is the first time I feel like LeBron actually being himself while the cameras is rolling. And he talked about talked about Trump. Um called him a bum. I like I I like this new LeBron, man. I really do. Even though I don't feel like he's <clears throat> I feel like LeBron is on his way out. I do. I feel like these are the last 3 years where you're going to see LeBron at Great as as goat, you're gonna see LeBron as goat for the next three years and then no more, which is sad because it's like Melo's on his way out. Kobe already left. LeBron's on the downslope. My childhood idols, as far as basketball is concerned, is like they they finished. Fifteen years in the league. Fifteen years. Anyway, he talked about Trump. And I don't know, Trump is kind of already on my bad side as far as this, the whole NFL thing um, and everything else he's ever, everything else. He's a fucking donkey. But the NFL thing really kind of put, like, that, that shit, that shit really cut deep. Like, it really cuts deep because you got dudes out here like Colin Kaepernick that want to play in the league even though, and I've been on record on this podcast, um, that want to be in the league, like want to want to be in this, but they realize the, the politics of the NFLs, they all fucked up. The NFL is, in like, as far as I'm concerned, they just as wrong as Trump in this situation, even though they're trying to separate themselves from the comments that he made. Like, the whole, the whole shit is fugazi. Which is why I don't feel bad at not supporting the NFL this whole year. I'm not. I'm. I haven't watched a televised game by them on TV this this entire season, and I'm quite frankly, I'm proud of myself. Okay, very proud of myself. Um, as this fucking airplane flies over, but we doing this with that sound, so I want I want everything to sound like. Oh goddamn! I want this to sound like an orchestra, so. You get that in the background, cause this is naturally, this is naturally happening right now. But anyway, like back to the NFL thing, like the politics of the NFL, like which is why Aaron Hernandez family is suing the Patriots right now. Aaron Hernandez's daughter is suing the New England Patriots right now for uh, prior knowledge that they that they knew about concussions and and. And uh, the 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 effects long term that having 
concussions and playing with concussions could could do to you. The NFL knew. I have a hard time believing that they they had no clue. They have people that are at the forefront of the science, like, and they kind of wanted to act like they got caught with, like they didn't get caught with their pants down. Um, and the same thing is for the New England Patriots. Like they, if if the NFL had awareness of this situation, so did they. They knew. And player safety is like at the middle of this because you know what I keep saying about Colin Kaepernick want to play in the league. I'm like, dog, it's not worth the fucking headache, figuratively and literally. Like, don't come back to get. Why are you coming back? What the fuck you coming back to get more? You want to get slapped around some more? Because you already know how they treat mobile quarterbacks, regardless. But you are you against America in their eyes. You want to come back and play and make these owners more money. Because you realize once he comes back to the game, how beloved he is. People are going to watch when he comes back. Like, oh, he's playing for, let's say he plays for Baltimore. Like, he's starting quarterback for Baltimore. People are going to be tuning in. And you feeding the same monster. No, Cap, don't stay away for real. Stay back as far as you can. Don't make the NFL any more money. Don't sustain any more. Because you can't go backwards. Right now, we don't have any cure for this CTE shit, which is the scariest part of the NFL. Niggas want to, like, they want to downplay it. Like, that's what we signed up for. And Chris Carter's, look, you know, more, more power to him, son, because he, he did feed his family with this. But it's like, you can't advocate these players to keep playing just because they love the game when this is not the way, only way to do it. When you an athlete at this level, there's other ways to make money off of this. Go play. Like my homie Dane said, go play in the league. Go start your own league. What's stopping all of these players from saying, fuck this concussion shit. Let's just go play football. Like, because eventually you notice how the league is trending. Regardless, why not be ahead of the curve and say, well, fuck all of this CTE, headache, bullshit, no marijuana. Let's go start our own league. We can all smoke. Um, we can all play, be as athletic as we want, be as fit as we want, and be able to do this until we fucking 73. We fucking Daryl Green out on the field and having uh, Deion Sanders and shit. It doesn't make any sense to me. Dudes is out here like they can't walk for fourteen million for a paycheck. Like, cause uh, half of these dudes, let's be honest, some will not win a ring in the NFL. It's just, it's just not enough rings to go around. It's just not. I mean, and I'm tired of seeing my favorite players pop up like they don't even know what's good. You know, I see Ray Lewis. On ESPN, like, talking sometimes, and I'm like, I don't see that this man is, he's diminished, diminished. Not saying he's dumb, but he's, you can tell that he's fucked up. Like, he, he's had, after a 20-year career, dog, <clears throat> and I said that on the podcast as well, like, you play four years of high school. If you're going to make it to the pros, this is your scenario. You play four years of high school. And the same goes for, for boxers, too. They, they have, like, long-ass careers. And, I mean, you're just getting smacked around your whole entire life. So if you're a college football, I mean, if you if you play in the pros as a football player, you play four years of high school ball. And there's some outliers, like Tony Gonzalez, 
um, uh, um, Gronk, Jimmy Graham. Oh, Gronk didn't play basketball. What the fuck am I talking about? Jimmy Graham, Antonio Gates. You play four years of high school ball, four years of college ball, and then you get to pros and you play like fucking 30 years. You fucking London Fletcher, you playing until you get goddamn 50s. And it's like, dudes need to really come into this shit with a strict game plan, like four years of high school. And the, the NCAA, real life is robbing a lot of these players blind. Because they ain't getting anything when they playing in college. And they, all you getting is, I don't know what the fuck they get. What, room and board? Maybe a little bit of education? You don't even really get to pick that shit. Like, Arian Foster's on, on record uh, talking about how strict the this, this schedule is as far as like when the season's in. And even in the offseason, you're not even yourself. Like, essentially, you cattle. So when you you need to come into this shit with a strict game plan, like I'm doing four years of high school, four years of college, or three years of college, because you can come out as a junior, um, and then I'm going to the league. I'm giving myself five years to win a championship, and then I'm taking off. If I'm not if I'm not elite level winning championships six years in, that's it. I'm calling it quits. And I think that every player should be thinking like that, because honestly, after six years, after so we talking about four years as high school, three years, that's so that's seven. 13 years of getting smacked around. I'm going to be honest with you. That player in a vacuum, to me, he already has CTE. He got CTE. Because you're talking about practice. You're talking about hours of getting smacked around. Hours of brain damage. So, so, hold up. I'm going to stop the podcast right here. I got to go check on my dinner. I don't want this shit to burn. I swear to God. Okay. So, yeah, I'm back. Anyways... That whole NFL shit gets me. It gets me depressed about these dudes, man. Because sometimes, in situations, if you know what you get yourself into, as far as long term damage. Not sometimes. If you if they would have known ahead of time what they what they getting themselves into, you can come to grips with what it's gonna do to you long term. But these dudes, man, they don't. They didn't. They were oblivious to it, and I have to say, as a kid growing up watching NFL, I was oblivious to it too. I'm like, yeah, it might be some, but we didn't realize that on literally every play, it's sub concussive blows, and they they add up. They add up, and it doesn't take long. I don't think it takes long. I would say, I would say about, and this is this might be controversial. I would say about. 60 to 70 percent of high school players probably had that shit because you got to think 40 percent of those 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 high school players already been playing for seven years you know (laughs) that's so staggering man these dudes already got it at the age of 60 70 that's those stupid ass oklahoma drills you know, going head up with somebody. So I don't want to hear, oh, I fuck with the NFL. I mean, look, let's be honest. People going to watch football. I'm not advocating you do it illegally, but God damn, like if, it's, if there was ever a case 
to do some illegal workaround shit to not get the NFL the numbers that they need this season. I would think that this would be the the the, the logical reason why. To me, at least. But yeah, man. Um, shoot, man. I'm out of wind. I probably shouldn't even have stopped the podcast. I probably should have just finished what I was going to say and then went back and, and um, finished up the, the cooking, preparing of my dinner. But yeah, man. <clears throat> Got a few things off my chest. This past weekend has been a... I mean, crazy news. In uh, NBA season gets closer. Um, but yeah, so I'll be back on this podcast several days this week. I got a lot of stuff in the works planned. Dot dot dot. So yeah, we we getting very active, getting very active before the season ends in a month, um, or about a month, close to a month. Um, October 31st will be the last episode of season one. Um, so yeah, man, I'm happy what we was able to pull off this season. We still got more to go. We have a lot more to go. And this is, this is not a a season in this speech or nothing like that, but yeah. So, um, I was actually, um, talking to Walls. So Walls will be back on the podcast soon before the season ends and, um, yeah, man, I got I got some amazing amazing shit. So uh, stay tuned. If you' not a fan of my sports shit, um, there'll be some material lined up for you soon. If you're not a fan of my music shit, then you know the same applies. I got I have so many so many interests. I'm obsessed with so many different things. It's ridiculous. So I got to just get in touch with uh with um the right people that put me in the right frame of mind to have these somewhat enlightening conversations and make people think about things in a different way and and hopefully uh inspire inspire someone else to to do the same but anyways uh I'm done y'all know where to find me on Twitter Instagram at natty1mil that's n e t t e e m i l Instagram Twitter I'm not on Snapchat, but all my bitches off the app, Instagram and Snapchat.